Are you trying to stay up to date on crypto events? Well, you're in luck because we have another cryptocurrent for you right here, right now on The Cryptocracy. Welcome back, Cryptocrats. We are bringing you this week's episode of Cryptocurrents, where we cover all things current events having to do with blockchain technology, cryptocurrencies, and sometimes Elon Musk. CryptoCory is here with me. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Hey, what, was today the day that Elon Musk was going to join us? Uh, no, he has not responded to any of our DMs or tweets. Uh, we're still trying to get a hold of him. Oh, shoot. I we thought. think he's playing hard to get. Uh, yeah, I, that's how I feel. He's, he's teasing us. He's, he, knows, he's, he knows we're his, his number one fans in the crypto world. Oh, yeah. He, he if can, he doesn't by now, then he's he, not paying attention. No, he can do no wrong in our eyes. Um, I don't know. Could you imagine what would happen if uh, if uh, he tweeted uh, one of our episodes? Oh, you'd explode overnight. Yeah, I think we'd have millions of listeners. We'd but, probably have people knocking down our door. I don't know. I don't know yeah, people wanted to actually get on the show. I, I don't know. But, Maybe uh, McDonald's would finally want to sponsor us. Yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. If, if Elon Musk tweets us and we get millions of listeners, we want our eight original listeners who have stuck with us through thick and thin, who have been listening to us over this last year um, from many parts of the world, um, You know, some of them in far off places that probably only have dial-up speed, so it probably takes them an hour just to download the, the show to listen to us. We want you to know that you can never be replaced. The OG8. The OG8. You will, you will always be forever uh, engraved in our hearts, and we're grateful that you keep listening to our podcast. And so I got to say, after that, um, um, if you listen to that, uh, you must also know that this is not financial advice. Uh, we're just two guys in a basement uh, talking about crypto. We have no credibility uh, except to our, our eight listeners. Well said. All right. Speaking of all around the world, that's where we're going today. Uh, specifically, two places: Russia and India. But let's let's talk about this Russia story. Yet, this Russia story first. So, Russia can't do without cross-border crypto payments. Consensus has been reached. Um, so, to me, this this sounds like they're using crypto to avoid sanctions is that what's going on here were we wrong in our original no calculations we, or what's going on here we are are not wrong um we are we are seldom wrong okay we're we're, we're wrong a lot but no we're, we're not wrong on this one um this this article is um i would say about a 50 percent hype article because it gets it gets viewers it, it got me it got my attention and i pulled it up and thought it was something that we should talk about on this cryptocurrent um, because Russia continues to be in the news around cryptocurrency. They continue to be in the news around uh, the war in Ukraine and the fact that there's an embargo against them. Although the, the news around the war in Ukraine is kind of uh, tapered off a little bit. I, I think there might be some... Is, any, I, is anything even going on? Are they still no, fighting? It's, it's, like, they're, they're still fighting. It seems to be a little bit of a, a, I don't know, a stalemate, but I'm not a military expert. I really don't know what's going on on the ground in Ukraine. But... Um, if you'll notice, there's a lot of things that we talk about on the cryptocracy. Elon Musk, Russia, um, Iran, and India uh, tend to come up uh, quite a bit, uh, and sometimes Mark Cuban. And um, Treasury Secretary. Oh, Janet Yellen, our favorite. Although she's she's softening. She's, she, well, and, and Warren Buffett. No, yeah, Warren comes Buffett comes up, but he still hates us. And Charlie Munger. Oh, and Char I was, Charlie I was Munger. just listing all the 
topics we frequently cover. Yeah, I if if Charlie Munger um was was looking at us through a scope, he'd probably pull the trigger. He's he's that anti crypto. He does not like crypto, Corey. Um. Anyways, so Russia keeps coming back up because of this embargo thing, and because anytime that they talk about uh, taking cryptocurrency as cross border payments, um, people want to scream. Yeah, crypto is only used by terrorists and criminals and Russia. And if you if you read the article, you'll find out that it was one of the the uh, Russian uh, finance ministry uh, member. And they they came out and said, "Hey, we need to do this for for cross uh, border payments." And other people are pointing out that, "Hey, uh, they uh, you can't you can't type things to me in the chat while I'm in the middle of a of a yeah I read that <laughs> read that we should put that on a t shirt yeah C M H C C Charlie Munger hate crypto Corey." It should be hates. Oh, sorry. I I don't know. We're hates. we're probably Charlie down Munger to we're probably down to seven Corey. seven listeners now. This is so bad. Um, but but anyway, so they said we got to take these cross border payments in, in in crypto, but in reality, the whole government is not aligned on on crypto. There's still an anti crypto faction in the government, and I think, and I I don't know. I think that the reason why there's still a little bit of an anti crypto. A faction in the Russian government is because they like control and they know that uh, cryptocurrency is is uh, somewhat beyond their control, particularly where Bitcoin is concerned. So what does that mean? Does it mean that Russia is going to run out and start accepting Bitcoin for oil? Maybe. But in reality, they're going to... Which, in that case, they would be avoiding sanctions. Is that correct? Or Well, they're, but we just... I mean, if you go back to cryptocurrency or three cryptocurrencies, we just talked about how India was uh, buying Asian currencies and then using that to trade for uh, oil and resources from, from Russia. So, the, the, so the, the sanctions are already being avoided. The sanctions are already being uh, e- evaded, and they're being evaded with fiat first, and will continue to be evaded with fiat um, because Russia is not going to turn down uh, any form of, of money for, for energy. In fact, we got another story that, that we'll talk about a little bit later that, that plays into this one. So... Long story, uh, you know, long-winded to, to get to one point. Yes, they could use cryptocurrency to get uh, past um, uh, these sanctions. But in reality, they've already been doing it with fiat, and they've been doing it for a long time, and they've been doing it a lot, and it's going to continue. And so even if they bring current crypto cryptocurrency on board as a way to evade sanctions... It's the same as if It's the same as fiat. anything. I mean, it's, 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 it's the status quo for what's going on right now. And I personally think that it's a little bit harder for them to use cryptocurrency because they have to turn around and be able to to sell it somewhere in order for them to use it unless they open up their own markets internally and have other trading partners who will take the cryptocurrency back for other goods and services that that they need. So I I, I still think that the cryptocurrency makes it a little bit harder for them, and that's why it's not as um, enticing for them them to take it and, and probably part of the reason why the government is still a little bit split on it. So... Crypto Corey's uh, analysis, no, it's not going to be used to evade sanctions. It's just it's just not there yet. And even if it did, they're already avoiding sanctions with fiat anyways. So what's yeah, the, what's so, the so, so what's the point? The the point is moot. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I just think it's interesting that cryptocurrency just keeps coming back up. It keeps coming back up in, in Russia, in Europe, uh, all over the place. It's popping up in, in small countries, large countries. Is, is it? Do they just need a scapegoat? Is, is that what it's for? Like, oh. The crypto haters? Or just 
anybody like if they're getting mad that Russia is evading sanctions. Oh, I, I, I think the people who are or, I think the people who are anti crypto uh, would love to point out that big you know uh, Russia was using Bitcoin uh, for so it's, oil. It's more of an anti crypto thing than in my opinion, else. yes. Um, so they're they're using the fact that Russia is already avoiding sanctions to make crypto look bad. N- no, I I think that they're ignoring the fact that Russia is already avoiding sanctions, and that anytime cryptocurrency comes up, they like to point to it and say. See, they could. They could okay. do this. So they're hypothetically making crypto look bad about something that could happen, but that's already happening with fiat. Yes. And they don't care. Yes. That's the point. Okay. And but but for me, I think that there's a deeper point, and that is that cryptocurrency keeps coming back up. It keeps it keeps hitting the news. It's it's still, you know, knocked around by a major superpower in the world as something that they might do. Uh, you know, to help their own uh, economy in in this in this tough time uh, with with these embargoes. So, you know, for those of you out there who think cryptocurrency is a fad or that it's going away or you want it to go away, I, I hate to tell you this, it's not going away. It's here to stay. You cannot get rid of it. The genie is out of the bottle. To be fair, I think the people listening to our podcast are more pro crypto and probably don't think it's going away. Yeah, that's that that's probably true. Especially if they're still listening now in the this what is it, a crypto winter? Yeah, the the, the crypto winter. If if you're listening then you're you're probably hardcore crypto. Hardcore crypto Corey. All right, let's uh jump into our next story. Speaking of India, their central bank uh RBI which stands for the something Bank of India. Um, I don't. What is our state? It's the Reserve Bank. Reserve of Bank of India. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they have started digital currency pilot with four. Not to be confused banks. with runs batted in because RBI is a oh base, yeah a baseball, baseball fan. Yeah, it is not that kind of RBI. I guess if you're from India, you're a cricket fan. Yeah, you're playing cricket. I don't know if they have RBIs in cricket. I don't know. No, I maybe don't. we can look that up after. No, the no, I, I've, it's always fascinated me. I saw some people playing it in the park once, and um, I was actually up in Canada at the time, and just thought, oh, that's a, I should learn more about that sport, but never really had the time. Anyways, well, this is big news. So they're piloting their new digital currency. What does that look like? Because the article said they it, they wanted to do it before they launched it to the public. Well, it, will they just be trading between themselves? Because I know banks do a lot of behind-the-scenes movement of money. Is that just what it's going to be doing? Yeah. So I, 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 you know, I don't know what uh, form the the trial will look like, and and if you know how long it would take for it to actually get to the to the public where where um, uh, people would actually be using the the digital currency. Um, there's a lot to work out on the backend systems if you're going to integrate cryptocurrency into your into your banking system. Um, we've pointed out in the past that things like the SWIFT network, um, which is how money is is transferred, um, you know, internationally and from from bank to bank, that the SWIFT net the SWIFT network is antiquated. It's pretty old. It's based on uh, you know 70s uh, technology and um, it, it it's due for a replacement and you know what takes uh, many hours and days um, t- to use in, in banking to move money from one place to another can be done near instantaneous 
uh, with with cryptocurrency. Um, you know, depending on the blockchain that you use, it can be uh, within seconds or uh, minutes or um, you know tens of minutes to a half hour if you're talking Bitcoin or, or Ethereum. But it's certainly light speed compared to the the current banking networks that we have. So there is a case for blockchain in banking. However, um, I want to I want to be careful how I how I phrase this because I have a lot of uh, a lot of love and respect for India. Um, a couple of my really close friends uh, are India from from India who I've I've worked with in the technology uh, sector. Uh, many of the of the Indians that I've come across have struck me as as very uh, very bright and capable individuals. And I think um, if you understand the, the history of India, you'll know that India is not just one country. It's actually many states that were kind of uh, forced into being a country um, under under those darn Brits, uh, you know, back in the day when, when the British Empire was uh, ruling the world. And the sun never set on the British Empire. The sun never set on the British Empire. And, and so they've, you know, they've kind of jammed a whole bunch of, of really rich and uh, disparate cultures under the flag of India. But as you go across India, they have different languages, they have uh, different customs, they have similar religions, um, but, you know, they have this very rich uh, history and their own, um, you know, their own identity as you go from, from state to state, all flying under the, under the flag of India. And they're they're a country that has the ability, in my opinion, to be a superpower. I, I think they have the intelligence. I think that they that they have the, the resources. I think to a certain extent, ec- economically, they've kind of just been been pinned down. I think a lot of their problem is internal corruption. Um, if they could get a handle on their own, you know, you basically have to pay uh, to get anything done uh, with the government. Uh, in India, which is which is unfair to the citizens, but it's it's actually a way that that the people who have these government jobs, you know, help help to make their own living, and so it's it's just it's sad that they have this this system that that's holding them back. But in my opinion, if they were ever to to, to fix that and completely unify as a country, I, I think that they they could take the you know center stage as a superpower. They're they're a nuclear power. Um, again, they have all the mathematics. And engineering and uh, know-how to do pretty much anything. Um, they've got an, an, a, a decent space program. Um, so, the, the, my again, court crypto core is getting long minded. My my point is that look at what they're doing. They're they're not even though that they've they've had kind of a love hate relationship with with um, cryptocurrency, just like uh, we just talked about with Russia. Um, they're really understanding, I think, what the power of blockchain is. And, and I'll, I'll put out a little bit of a warning here. While we might get excited about their understanding of blockchain and, and digital currencies, I will say that that type of technology in the hands of the state is not necessarily a good thing because it allows them to monitor anything that you do with, with the cryptocurrency. Like you can't go down to the store and buy anything without them knowing that you, uh, you spent that money at that store. So it, it removes the anonymity of, of cash. So on the one hand, good. I think, uh, I think that there'll probably be a strong case for crypto coming out of India. Um, I think that India, uh, particularly with BRICS, uh, we've talked about this before, before Brazil, Russia, 
India, um, boy, forget C. China? China. Yeah. How can I, I forget, forget China? China? I don't know. My, my brain's slipping. And then uh, Spain. So the, the BRICS countries. Um, I, I think that you'll see India, as they band together, um, you know, become, I, I think, close to a, a superpower, if not a superpower in the, you know, in the next 20 to 30 years. So, so uh, again, this doesn't mean that cryptocurrency is going to be ubiquitous across uh, India. It just means that they're understanding blockchain and that there is a, a case for blockchain. Um, and if you remember that this podcast was originally started around blockchain technology and kind of morphed into a, uh, a podcast on cryptocurrency because that's what our, our readers, our eight listeners demand. We don't have, we don't have readers, but our, our eight listeners have demanded the, the cryptocurrency and that's what they want to hear about. So. Um, that's why we talk about it a lot. All right. It'll be interesting to see what happens with India. Um, let's go to our last story real quick. We're we're back to Russia. Uh, I almost called them the Great White North, but I think that's Canada. So we're back to Russia. Russia has shut off Europe's main gas pipeline until the West's, the West's sh- sanctions are lifted. Wow. Um, and Iran is tempting the EU with a similar deal. So this is pretty big news, I feel like. Yeah, um, we're... Because we're, Europe gets a lot of their gas from Russia, correct? Yeah, and I think um, I think uh, Germany is like 80% of their uh, powers generated with um, uh, natural gas coming out of, out of Russia. Um, for some idiotic reason, they did away with their nuclear power plants. The, they, they had a you know, a pretty good self-sustaining energy sector in Germany. And they, they gave it all up because for some reason, environmentalists thinks, think that nuclear power is bad. And it's exactly the opposite. If you're burning natural gas for power, you're still producing CO2. If you're trying to use windmills, um, you've now got these, these blades that when, when they're done, uh, aren't being recycled they're just filling up landfills it the immense amounts of energy go into the making of these windmills and they kill endangered birds um which is tragic because the birds don't they don't have a um natural defense against a blade a giant blade spinning in the air it's just these, not, these are big blades i've seen these are huge if you've blades. ever seen one they they're take a an oversized load on a semi-truck yeah i mean they're they're huge, they're huge. and and birds that you know especially the the protected predatory birds they're not used to having a predator come after them so they're it's just not in their mind that there's this giant fan blade in the sky that they're going to fly into and it 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 kills birds um they're well, plus when there's no wind they have to fire up coal and natural gas plants yeah to and the and the windmills the power. are i'm sorry they're 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 ugly but that's that's not a reason to not do it just because it's ugly but it is kind of a an eyesore um solar power uses a lot of um, toxic uh, uh, processes to, to build. And then you've still got the, once they go bad, you've still got to do something with them, re- either recycle them. It takes a fair amount of energy to create them. The energy is just not free uh, to capture. Um, I've talked about two sources uh, that I'm an advocate for. Uh, one is geothermal. And for some reason, we just have no appetite in the U.S. to go after geothermal. We have tons of it. I mean, gigatherms of it that we don't tap into and nuclear power we have all all the the nuclear fuel you could ever ask for um in in many of the states 
in in the United States, and we just don't like it because we're afraid that it's we're going to have some reactor meltdown and turn and, into the Hulk. Yeah, and well, that would be cool, but yeah, not if you can't control it. Uh, yeah, but we the the worry that we're all going to die. Um, I would argue, and it'll probably make people mad if I if I make this argument. Um, that the number of people who have died because of nuclear accidents pales, and I mean this sincerely, look up the numbers, pales in comparison to the number of people who have died from uh, coal-fired power plants uh, putting uh, the soot into the air, um, pales in comparison to the number of people who died mining coal, um, probably pales to the, in comparison to the people in foreign countries who have died mining uh, rare earth minerals under horrible uh, conditions. So, you know, the case against nuclear power is weak. Um, and I, I just hope that the environmentalist lobby uh, wakes up and joins Crypto Curry. Uh, crypto Curry. Crypto Curry. That actually sounds pretty good. I'd go for uh, maybe in India. Well, we were talking about case. Indian food. Yeah. And so I, I started thinking about curry. Crypto, crypto curry. curry has curry on the mind. Yeah. So uh, I hope the, the, the environmentalist uh, lobby will join Crypto Cory in advocating for safe nuclear power uh, as a way and geothermal as a way to save the planet, um, reduce carbon emissions and reduce um, soot from from burned coal and um, make it easier for us to mine Bitcoin. Anyways. So again, Back to Europe. Yeah, we Russia, got got long winded Germany. on that, but that's you know that's probably what what you tune in for these these long rants, tangents. Yeah. So for some reason they give up nuclear power and now they're eighty uh, percent reliant upon natural gas coming from their enemy, from from a an antagonist to Europe, from a country who had about a third of Europe under their thumb behind the Iron Curtain, where. Uh, people like myself who grew up uh, during the Cold War years were always wondering, are we going to get into a nuclear war with Russia? And all of us die. And that's the people that they're buying natural gas from. They thought it was a good idea. Someone in Germany, Angela Merkel and the rest of the uh, German uh, idiocracy that, that did this, Someone in Germany thought it's a good idea to get rid of our nuclear power plants and buy natural gas from Putin. Think about that, folks. If you're German, I want you to know I love you. Um, my roots go back to Germany. My last name, well, I can't give it. It's Crypto Cory, but my last name uh, uh, is German, and uh, my ancestors came from Germany, and so I have a great love for the country. I visited it. It's a beautiful country. The people there, um, when you get to know them, are extremely friendly. Um, just a wonderful country, but your leadership is idiotic. You're buying natural gas from your enemy, and you thought that that was a good idea to power your country. Shame on you. Shame on all of you that that put yourself into this situation. This is just horribly untenable. So now Putin is saying, well, all of our, all of our um, natural gas uh, compressors have broken down, and we can't fix them because guess why, Josh? Sanctions. There's sanctions on us. We can't buy the parts. To fix this, and for sure, this never would have happened if we didn't have these darn sanctions. Oh, how we would love to fix these compressors, but we can't. Our hands are tied. Europe, you broke our compressors. Germany, this is your fault. Shame on you, Germany. Shame on you. We can't sell you this natural gas because 
you broke our compressors. So this is what happens when you buy, when you base your energy, your national security, your national sovereignty on your enemies. This is what you get. And um, I'd like to say I feel sorry for you. Uh, I don't. I just feel sorry for the German people, but not the not the leadership and anyone else in Europe who's reliant upon natural gas coming out of the former Soviet bloc. Um, this was just a dumb, dumb move. In fact, France, you know, the French who get uh, mocked, you know, quite a bit, um, I think were incredibly intelligent. They, when they saw how this was trending, they canceled their plans to, to uh, I guess, denuclearize their their energy grid, and they're going to keep their um, energy production online uh, so that they don't run into the same situation. So hopefully people will wake up and um, and remedy the situation. All right. There you have it. Some crazy world cryptocurrents. Um, if you haven't already, give us a like and a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the underscore cryptocracy on Twitter and at the cryptocracy on Instagram. Oh no. You, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, you can't, you can't dismiss us yet. We, we forgot. We forgot one of the, the key parts of this story. Iran. Oh, we did. Iran's doing the same thing. They're saying, Oh, Europe. Hey, Europe. Uh, why don't you come over here? And maybe if you lift our sanctions, we'll sell you some oil and, and energy and, um, Oh yeah, we get to be a nuclear power. So, uh, again, uh, Europe is being, uh, you know, has that double threat now, I guess, where Iran saying, hey, lift our sanctions too and we'll get you all the energy you ever wanted. I, I just don't see how uh, Europe continues to go on without without breaking down and saying, okay, we'll, we'll sell you natural yeah, well, a, gas compressor parts. A, yeah. a predicament they're in. For all right. Sure. Now you can close us out. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I guess I've kind of already said it all. So if you haven't already, give us a rating and review on whatever platform you're using. Share this podcast with your friends and family, your coworkers, your colleagues, anybody who you know may be may or may not be interested in, in crypto and blockchain and Elon Musk. And remember to stay cryptic.